Welcome to another episode of Questions. I'm your host, Nathan Elam. We've had quite a few questions come in regarding the state of affairs in our nation right now. And thankfully, Pastor Joel had recently previously recorded some content addressing these very questions. We hope that you find these biblical insights during these episodes helpful and edifying. We have another question today in from Sandra who writes, How can Christians truly love and esteem black lives? Let's listen in. One of the most hateful things that we could possibly do for any people group for any individual person, is deprive them of the good news of the gospel. And I don't know how to preach the gospel apart from preaching personal sin, personal repentance, and the grace of God for you. I think of the Apostle Peter in Acts chapter 2 when he preaches the gospel at Pentecost. He says to the audience listening, this Jesus whom you crucified, not this Jesus who joins you in your plight, you know, and, and joins you in your suffering, uh, who everybody else except for you crucified, all those other oppressors out there, they're the ones who really have done the best. No, that's, that's not the gospel. Look, the gospel, it, it's proclaiming the message that of God's good news, but it's only good news to someone specifically if that someone specifically has committed sin, right? The, the good news is only personal if the bad news is personal. This Jesus whom you crucified, that, that means we all crucified the Lord Jesus. We all played our part. We all had our hand in his being nailed to the cross. I, I think of the song, Ashamed I hear my mocking voice cry out among the scoffers. I hear my mocking voice. Not just ashamed I hear your mocking voice cry out against the scoffers, and you were scoffing Jesus and, and scoffing me too. We're associating with Jesus a little bit too much, I think, sometimes. Right? That, that in the same way that Jesus was crucified and oppressed and unjustly treated, so am I. Well, the moment that you do that, and that's not to say that people are never oppressed, and when we're oppressed, we can associate with Jesus. And we can remember that we have a merciful Savior. He too know what, knew what it was like to be tempted by sin, and he too knew what it was like to be rejected and despised. And sometimes those things really happen. And so we can associate with Jesus and know that our Savior knows how that feels, and he can associate with us. He is lowly in heart. He's a merciful high priest. Praise God for all of that. I'm not negating that. But I'm saying that as we preach the gospel, as we preach the gospel, the gospel is personal good news because there is personal bad news. And the personal bad news, as we say, as we proclaim and preach the gospel to all people, white, black, doesn't matter, rich, poor, as we preach the gospel to all people, the gospel is you are a sinner. You, you are a sinner. Not just you're someone who somebody else is sinning against. No, but you are a sinner. You need the grace of God. And more than racial reconciliation between two groups of people, the greatest reconciliation that any of us needs is to be reconciled to a holy God. That's the most divide, the biggest divide that we have in the universe. The biggest divide we have in the universe is not because, between blacks and whites. The biggest divide that exists in the entire universe is this. The division, the infinite chasm that exists between a thrice holy God who is terrible in his judgments and a fallen, sinful, rebellious humanity. 
that has committed cosmic treason against our own creator. That's the divide. That's the chasm. And the first reconciliation that every human being needs, regardless of ethnicity, is to be reconciled unto God. And and the Bible clearly teaches that as we're reconciled unto God, reconciliation horizontally, as it pertains to being reconciled to our fellow brother and sister in Christ, that is actually the natural outflow. That's actually the fruit. That's the result of being reconciled to God. Be reconciled to God, and therefore you will become more and more increasingly reconciled to one another. I'm afraid that in this hour, even in the church, the reason why we don't have reconciliation between one another is because we got a bunch of people sitting in pews that have never actually been reconciled to God. We have false converts. The church is filled with false converts that have never acknowledged their sin before a holy God and trusted in the finished work and person of the Lord Jesus Christ to reconcile them to God as their father. I think because the church in America has been filled with false Christians, false converts that have not been reconciled to God, it's no wonder that we're not being reconciled to one another and that Christians are far too eager to hop on to the leftist, liberal, Disney narrative in trying to reconcile with one another, putting the cart before the horse. First, be reconciled to God. Own your own sin. And be reconciled to God. And cry out in repentance. And cry out for mercy and grace Saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. And then work towards social reform according to God's standards, not leftist standards. And continue in addition to that, not as a substitute, but in addition to that, preach the gospel. And when we preach the gospel to people, we have to preach a personal gospel with personal good news, that is personal grace, for personal bad news, that is personal sin. I don't know about you, but I don't know. As a white man, I don't know how to kneel down on my hands and knees in front of a black person, apologizing profusely for something that I did, but I'm not really sure how I did it. And then, and then tell them simultaneously in the same breath that they're a sinner in need of the grace of God. See, that's the gospel. That's what Peter preaches in Acts chapter. This Jesus who you crucified. How how do you have the courage in the spine and even just the clarity of mind and sight to preach that gospel, which is the only gospel that brings about salvation? How do you preach to someone you're a sinner in need of the grace of God? while simultaneously being on your hands and knees, groveling, apologizing, and worshiping them. See, the only gospel that's being offered to the black community right now is is a damnable gospel, a gospel that damns people to hell, that says, you're not a sinner, I am. And I'm so, 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 so sorry. You want to talk about hating black people. You want to talk about racism. What we have going on right now is hating black people. What we have going on right now is racist. And when I look at statements put out by entire denominations and by local churches 
and, and, and I see more similarity between those statements and what I see on my homepage of my Amazon Fire Stick than I see in the Word of God, we have a problem. So work towards social reform. Overturn public unions. Abolish abortion. Let's slowly wean people off of the welfare state. That doesn't need to go away tomorrow, but there are black individuals with plans to abolish the welfare state carefully because we have created a, a, a codependency. Abolishing people off the welfare state over a 20-year plan. Let's do all that, a.k.a. don't vote for Democrats. That's what that boils down to. Don't for, vote for Democrats. Preach the gospel. And lastly... Let's live out the gospel, not just in social reform, but let's live out the gospel in one of the most beautiful displays of the gospel I can, I think the Bible ever even speaks of, apart from marriage, and a man laying down his life for his wife, and that's adoption. If fatherlessness is pervasive in the black community, which it is, and we're saying the black community is experiencing, they're being disproportionately shot and killed by the police, but we're saying, but technically they're being disproportionately shot and killed by the police, but that's because they're disproportionately committing crimes. But then we're going to look at what the Bible says. And we're going to see that one of the chief reasons for that is not because of systematic injustice in the police department, but rather because of fatherlessness in black homes. Then one of the best things that we can do is adopt fatherless black children. Those black children who are in orphanages, they're a part of the state being raised by the state, the same state that keeps pushing out this narrative. That's not what we want. That's not what we want. So as Christians, you want to make a difference? You want to make a difference. Praise God. But, but, but be thoughtful. Don't just be a bleeding heart. I, I, I get it. I know you want to help. I think a lot of this is, is it's good intentions. But the road to chaos and the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So we've got to be educated. We've got to be thoughtful. Not woke, but thoughtful and biblical. We need to preach the gospel. I mean, how many of you, be honest, how many of you right now, with everything that's going on, as prevalent as this message is on, on your social media page, how many of you would have the courage to go up to a black person, somebody that you know, somebody you have a relationship with a friend and say, I'm really concerned about your heart and all of this. Are, are, you, are you advocating your own personal responsibility? Are, are, are you still being mindful and asking Jesus to convict you of your own sin and not just being claiming victim status and, and talking about the sin of others towards you? Because the gospel is it's not for the oppressed, first and foremost. It is. But the gospel, first and foremost, is for sinners. That's what Paul says in 1 Timothy. He says, he said, this is the gospel. That Christ died for sinners, of whom I am the chief. Did you know that? that Jesus sets the captives free. Je Jesus is there for the oppressed. And eventually, one day, all oppression will cease. That is the outflowing of the gospel. That's the, the farthest end of the gospel. That's happening now and it will happen finally and fully one day. So I'm not saying that's separate from the gospel, but, but the gospel first and foremost is not for the oppressed. It's not for the captives. It's for the sinner. And if you're not a sinner, then the gospel is not for you. There is no gospel for you. If you're not a sinner, there's no gospel for you. How many white people right now actually love 
their black friends and brothers and sisters in Christ, those who are in the church, enough to, to challenge them and hold them accountable during the season. How's your heart? Are you getting a big head? Are, are you still being careful to recognize your own fault in this, your, your own sin in this? Are, are you being held accountable? Are, are you, what, what, you know, what, what have you been repenting of lately? Because Jesus came to die for sinners. And if you ever get away from that, then if you get away from you being a sinner, then you've gotten away from Jesus being your Savior. I'll say it like that. If we ever, if any individual person, much less an entire people group, a whole community, gets away from them being sinners, then they get away from Jesus being their Savior. That's my greatest fear in all of this. So how do we love black people? Preach the gospel. Work towards social reform. Don't vote for Democrats. And adopt black babies. Those who don't have a home, they don't have parents. And raise them in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Don't send them to the public schools. Be a father. Be a mother. We do those things, we can make a difference. As a special thank you for your gift of any amount, we'll be happy to send you a free digital book from our store. To access this offer, visit rightresponseministries.com offer. We highly recommend Pastor Joel's book, Am I Truly Saved? If you or someone you know has wrestled with doubts about the love of God, this would be a great resource. As a reminder, to get this offer, go to rightresponseministries.com offer. And thank you for your generous support.